This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. A perfect face and body are unattainable for most people, yet the media offers a steady stream of physical perfection. Do all those photoshopped images affect how women view themselves? Many women, we hold ourselves accountable to the level of perfection in those images. And we're led to believe at some level that we can attain that kind of look in real life. Then, the Internet helps us connect with others. But are smartphones and the web keeping us from being alone with our thoughts? Moments of silence and solitude in our lives, they're not going to come automatically. So you kind of have to hack your own life. Those two stories, and much more, are coming your way on this week's edition of InfoTrack. Don't go away. Our show gets underway right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. You can't escape them. The digitally manipulated images of physical perfection that the media offers up in a steady stream. Are all those images affecting how women view themselves? InfoTrack's Roy Mackey is here with the story. Roy? Thanks, Chris. We're talking with Dr. Amy Morrison, Associate Professor in the Department of English Language and Literature at the University of Waterloo. Body insecurity among women has been around forever, but you believe it's gotten far worse in the past few years, right? Yeah, it has. I think the diffusion of digital tools so broadly through culture has made the capacity for the kind of changes that we used to call airbrushing that used to be quite labor intensive and expensive to do really much more available. And the tools are both easier to use and much more sophisticated at the same time as they are cheaper. So that kind of high gloss of the images has really increased pretty steadily over the last 15 or 20 years. Yeah, it seems like it went pretty quickly from occasional photos of models in magazines to almost every image we see now. Yeah, that's absolutely right. There's hardly a commercial image in an advertisement or in a fashion photo spread, promotional materials for anything, that hasn't been more or less heavily retouched to achieve a kind of perfection that normally would only get from a digitally created image, not from what you would see in real life. Why is this synthetic perfection so damaging to women? Because it is synthetic, it is impossible even for the women whose pictures are being taken for these magazines to meet the visual standards that the print image requires. So even professional models are routinely retouched, either in some cases to make them look less thin than what they actually are or to erase a funny-looking lump of cloth when they bend their arms. So there's a standard aesthetic that we bring, a kind of look for perfection when we look at these visual images that real people simply do not manifest. And yet, even as we know that, many women, we hold ourselves accountable to the level of perfection in those images, particularly when those images are being used to sell us clothing and cosmetics. And we're led to believe at some level that we can attain that kind of look in real life. Now, you mentioned the value of this in marketing, but correct me if I'm wrong, there's a new term out there called Photoshop fatigue, and I guess the question is, is there some sort of a tipping point here where people become so jaded as to the use of this that it doesn't work anymore? Yeah, I think we're nearing that point, especially as 
Tools like Photoshop are now routinely taught to kids in middle school that we're all becoming a little bit more critical as consumers of these images. And we are less and less able to imagine, you know, that that's what, I don't know, Faith Hill's hair actually looks like or that it's possible to, you know, be 50 years old and not have any wrinkles. And we're all becoming increasingly aware that those images have been digitally manipulated. And so we become jaded about their truth value. The beauty and fashion industry have been based for a long time in exploiting women's self-hatred in order to sell us things, but we are so bombarded with images that seem to throw our own imperfections in our face that it really isn't possible to sell us anymore on the basis of self-hatred. We've probably hit maximum self-hatred, and so there are companies who have been turning their ad campaigns deliberately towards a less perfect aesthetic as the new selling technique, right? So Dove is probably the most famous of these, what they call the Dove Real Women campaign, where they aim to show a broader range of ages and body types and races in their advertising. And also the American Eagle lingerie company, Aerie, made a big deal about its decision to use unretouched photos of professional models. So they're selling now imperfections as something that makes their brands marketable. And both companies have seen tremendous increases in their profits. We're talking on InfoTrack with Dr. Amy Morrison, Associate Professor in the Department of English Language and Literature at the University of Waterloo. And we're talking about how women are portrayed in today's media with Photoshopping and other manipulation and how that affects women's self-images. Dr. Morrison, I know that you're not a psychologist or a parenting expert, but if you were the parent of a teenage girl these days, as I am, what would you tell her about the images that she sees every day in the media? Well, I have an eight-year-old daughter, so I, I get where you're coming from here. And and I remember in the 70s when I was growing up, my mom would watch TV with me and would sort of say, you know, that product doesn't work, or they're trying to sell you this. And girls really don't like it when their parents butt in and tell them things that deep down they already know. But I'm already having discussions with my daughter about how come the women always have to stand like that in the pictures? Why do you think her bum is at the front of the picture? Or, you know, she'll say, oh, her hair is really pretty. And I'm like, well, they use special lights to make it shine like that. And it's very, very hot. So she's just pretending to be happy, right? So among teenagers, you can show them there are resources online that will show you what a before and after photo looks like of very beautiful people being photographed who are nevertheless considered not perfect enough. I think simply having that conversation explicitly can go a long way towards pointing out the artificiality of those images. Why do you think there is such a double standard between how men and women are allowed to age? Oh, well, traditionally, this is something I know a little bit about. Traditionally, men, as they have aged, have gained in social power, right? So they become heads of families or they become managers or senior managers in business. And for men, social power accrues with age because they become more valuable in the workplace. For women, by contrast, our value has often been seen to reside in our capacity to marry such a man and produce children for him. And so traditionally for women, youth has been valued. So it is in a woman's cultural interest to remain young looking, whereas there is no cultural value for a man in remaining young looking if he is seen to be more powerful once he starts to get some gray hair at the temples. So are you optimistic that this tide is starting to turn in terms of how women's images are portrayed in the media? I am. We're having more and more of these conversations 
that thinkers like Naomi Wolf were trying to start in the later 80s, early 90s around the beauty myth. It's just that the photos have become so incredibly artificial and our literacy for these kinds of special effects have become much greater and the images themselves have become such extreme visions of thinness or curviness or big hairness that the exaggerations have finally hit a point where it's no longer really possible to think that anybody can look like that and indeed nobody can and I think we've just hit a saturation point for these types of images and people really are looking for something different now. And it is interesting on a celebrity level there still is that kind of a tug of war because there are certain celebrities who are proud of the photoshopping they do of their images and there are other movie stars and so forth who at this point are suddenly going you know what this has gone too far don't retouch my pictures yeah that's right and certainly we can see where that tends to divide is actors and actresses who are conventionally quite attractive in real life are more likely to stand up and say why don't you just use my real picture because they really don't have much to lose by looking like themselves and it's the you know older women or the less attractive women who may be a little happier to have their image retouched in that way because they know that it does in fact have a beneficial outcome for them in their careers. Similarly, an actress like Meryl Streep is probably not going to want to get retouched because she's not really known in the business or hired for being particularly good looking in this really feminine or sexy way. Instead, she's really respected as a very strong actor and player of characters. So her capacity to change what she looks like and not have to look like a Barbie doll, there's no advantage to her in being photoshopped to look like one. Interesting topic. Dr. Amy Morrison, Associate Professor from the Department of English Language and Literature at the University of Waterloo. Thank you very much for joining us on InfoTrack. Well, thanks so much for having me. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. Next, if too much Internet is making you scream... Find out how one man unplugged and rediscovered himself. There's more InfoTrack coming up. Stay tuned.